in this time of everyone stuck inside and nobody can go anywhere. I don't have anyone to do podcasts with. And so I ran out of my backlog. And so luckily I have my wife. Oh, no. <laughs> Dang it. I was uh, wondering where you were going with yeah. all of this. Um, but anyways, <laughs> um, so we've kind of talked about it. It's part of like, I don't know. We've agreed that like, hey, if there's no guests or whatever, then like we'll talk about stuff on the podcast and yeah. just have episodes. So welcome to, you know, married life. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the, the things that are required of your spouse or whatever, like dishes and cooking and laundry and doing podcasts together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyways, um, you brought up the topic of, uh, basically like privileged rich kids. And so that extends to other things that I've, uh, been thinking about and it connects to the rest of society and we talked about it last night so yeah i guess you start with the whole like how did what sparked your idea into talking or like us talking about this on the podcast um backstory um so i've recently really loved listening to what's called commentary youtubers mm-hmm. um long story short they review like other videos, either TikToks or Dr. Phil shows, whatever, um, mm-hmm. and just commentate on them. Yeah. I actually really enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't always agree with a lot of them, mm-hmm. but I've come across a few. And so just before recording, we watched a little bit of a few episodes from one YouTuber. And yeah. I don't know, whenever... I first got introduced to this kind of genre, if you will. Mm-hmm. It really kind of opened my eyes to kind of the society that we have developed into. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it does focus around privilege in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I know like at least with our parents, they're always like, oh, like these young kids, they think they're so privileged and this and that. Like you guys just don't understand. And it's like as I get older, I start to understand and I'm like, Ugh. yeah, I yeah. Well, there, there's <laughs> there's a balance. And so that's kind of the that's the distinction, though. OK, so so the videos that we just watched, it was like some 16 year olds complaining about like not getting the right Lamborghini or mm-hmm. like G-Wagon. this other girl. Yeah. Wants a like $230,000 car. And, and she ended up getting two of them. Yeah. Um, because mom let her because her mom felt bad that she's not always there. Right. And that extends to a bigger problem. Right. But um, we've also kind of talked about how other commentary is sort of different form of privilege mm-hmm. is where like different people were sending uh threats to Adam Driver because uh Rise of Skywalker sucked. Mm-hmm. And that's 
<laughs> and <laughs> or, if, or if, sending threats to uh, the girl who played Rose right. in Last Jedi for like apparently ruining the movie, even though they're actors and they're just doing their job. Right. Um, and I mean, those are just the two that we're more aware of. I'm sure there's a lot of other actors yeah. that get a lot of backlash from fans mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, how dare you like do this or whatnot. And I know we kind of had touched on that either yesterday or even before how you'll have tons of people that will say like, oh, well, screw you, Adam Driver, for like how everything ended and if mm -hmm. y'all have seen the movie by now you know how it ended but yeah. you'll have people that were counter counter at saying like well you have like tom holland who's constantly fighting for spider-man mm -hmm. and like look at him like kind of stuff and it's it's like <clears throat> yes and no um i think a lot of this kind of stemmed from yes referring to adam driver um and the backlash from that. Mm -hmm. But then you had the other side of it where you had like the people that spoke out against like the Sonic movie. Mm -hmm. When it first aired, everybody was like, this is awful. Yeah. Who greenlighted the animation for this? And mm -hmm. but that actually turned out good. Yeah. For the company. Right. So I don't know. It's it's just really interesting. And that's why, like, mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of talk about it because like there's kind of different shades of privilege I right. found where it's like you have the rich, rich, spoiled kids mm -hmm. who are privileged and mom and dad are able to give them anything that they want. Mm -hmm. But then you have the fan privilege right. of being like, this isn't my fantasy. So like, this is wrong, yeah. if you will. Yeah. And then you have the good side and the bad side to each one. Right. And I guess we can... Um, I think we should start with the fan privilege or mm. should we start with the actually? Yeah, let's do mm. the rich kid privilege because that one's a little bit more like <laughs> easy to nail down. Yeah. Um, and what we were talking about last night, um, and this is probably going to be a sentence that I say often and have said often, but like check your privilege. Um, so, like, with the rich kids complaining that, oh, I need a expensive car, um, while, I mean, here's the, the distinction that I'm going to make. And so I'm going to defend the rich kid for a sec. Mm -hmm. If the rich kid, their only experience is receiving everything that they want, then this one time not receiving what they want is suffering to them right it's real suffering to them and while from our perspective it doesn't seem like real suffering because like it's not actual physical pain or it's not actual physical starvation or whatever it might be mm -hmm. it's not quote-unquote real problems right but the thing is is that uh all of our experiences are subjective mm -hmm. and so suffering to one person is not the same suffering to another person. And uh, we've been watching The Good Place. Um, <laughs> and so if you watch The Good Place, like Tahani described, like, oh, hell would be uh, an eternity in the Swiss Alps. And it's like, wait, why would that be a bad thing? In the 
off season. <laughs> and it's like, to us, that still sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. But to someone who has lived their life in this incredibly privileged position, then, yeah, that is actual suffering to an yeah. extent. Yeah. Um. However... um that's why we should sort of have some perspective and go i mean we can analyze our own suffering and go what am i experiencing what am i feeling why am i feeling this way and then yeah get some perspective and go well i'm not homeless i'm not starving i'm not all of these things, my, my life could be so much worse. Mm-hmm. And instead I get to live in a giant house with, uh, parents that at least care about me enough to provide these things for me. Mm-hmm. There's also levels of abuse that do happen in rich households anyways, mm-hmm. uh, like neglect or mental, verbal and physical abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention Epstein stuff. Um, but, and I mean, we live now kind of close to Nichols Hills. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and moving pianos, I've seen the inside <laughs> of some ridiculous houses. Um, yeah, you show me <laughs> at least one house. I haven't seen all of them, but the one house I was just like, Okay. <laughs> yeah. And we've driven through the neighborhood before and we're just like, is this necessary? Right. It's ridiculous <laughs> to us. Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess good for them, but yeah, it's, it's really about that mental, like, perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> like what you've been talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like to uh, us, like, it's outrageous. To them, it's like enough or not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that, it is a little bit more like, okay, well, again, check your privilege. Here's the things, here are the ways in which my life could be worse. Mm -hmm. Um, and here are the ways in which my life is pretty great. Mm -hmm. Um, and that humility that, uh, yeah, no, just humility can keep us in check in where in our own lives, we still have a level of privilege. Um, and I brought this up again, uh, talking about how we're able to be quarantined. We're able to stay in our house mm-hmm. and just have like a whole bunch of media to watch. Mm-hmm. And we're able to, and kind of where I was thinking about this is that as we've been watching like Tiger King and The Good Place, and we've been <laughs> sort of like really immersed in this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it has allowed me to forget my own real life and not really care about my own real life in a way. And it's like, there's still stuff I want to do. There's mm-hmm. still music I want to write. There's still all this stuff that I want to be doing. Um, but you know, I'm kind of taking advantage of the lazy period or whatever, but <laughs> it's still like we're privileged enough to wear we don't have to be out amongst where the rest of the people that have essential jobs mm-hmm. and they have a higher risk of getting sick. 
we're right. lucky in that yeah like i can work from home and i can take advantage of these things so this is nice mm-hmm. so all the people kind of complaining about oh well like there's nothing to do at home i mean yeah but like there's usually something to do yeah there's so much that you can do you can use this time to improve yourself mm-hmm. as a human being right or you know youtube is free if you have the <laughs> internet mm-hmm. and so you can like there's so much you can get and I, i've mentioned this on the podcast before you can essentially get like an unofficial bachelor's degree just through YouTube, just hmm. through like learning all this stuff. Cause it's, I mean, you have a bachelor's, I have a bachelor's, mm-hmm. all the stuff that we learned in school, you can find on YouTube. Right. Like just cause you didn't buy the same books or have the same teachers like, Oh, okay. You need to learn about the history of Europe from 1700 to today. Mm-hmm. There's so many resources <laughs> just on YouTube right. that are like really good teaching tools. Not even just like, oh, here's some random like Indian person talking about IT help on YouTube. It's like there's actual resources with like good graphics and good tools and extra resources and description and stuff that's all available for free. Right. Or like especially... <clears throat> Now with, you know, the pandemic going on, a lot of networks are, excuse me, resorting to that streaming service. So Mm -hmm. even before it, you know, the History Channel would have certain episodes of anything or, Mm. well, not like all of them, but, pardon me, I know... Probably like Hulu or Netflix, mm. Disney Plus. They all have something now that's for education. Mm-hmm. So like, especially now, yeah, more than ever, there's kind of like no excuse that you can't learn something yeah. while we're stuck in our houses. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's improving yourself. Um, <coughs> that's improving yourself. Sure. Mentally. Um, but you can also improve yourself physically. You can work out from home. You don't have to have a gym. You can do push-ups. You can do pull-ups. You can do sit-ups. Mm-hmm. You can like watch Zumba videos on YouTube and like exercise. Right. Uh, so if you want to physically improve yourself, hey, look, you don't have the excuse of like, well, I'm going to go to the bar or something or, well, I got to like go shopping. And it's like, no, stay mm-hmm. home. Seriously, though, stay home. I do think the... And I know we're kind of digressing, but I Mm. think the only thing now I've noticed, and I've kind of come across this for myself in a way, but I think Mm. it's like, yes, it's driving everyone crazy to have cabin fever, be locked up in your house Mm. and you're wanting to go out. I think it becomes now it's like, I want to stay in the house and work on stuff, but wait, I need certain things to work on in my house. Sure. So like, for example... I have like sewing projects I really would love to work on, mm-hmm. but I can't get to it because that room is one, a mess. So we ordered stuff to kind of help that. But then two, it's like, oh, wait, I need actual other stuff right, right. to continue it. Yeah. So and, it just, and those stores are closed. Exactly. Mm. And shopping online for stuff like that is hard. 
So depending on like what you're working on, mm. it's not always available mm. <laughs> or like you prefer to be there in person. Yeah. Um, and I think we kind of talked about that last night too, where it's like feeling bad for essentially ordering stuff online and jeopardizing the people that are at warehouses. Sure. During all of this. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. again, digress. <laughs> right. And that's kind of also a point that was made in the good place. Again, mm-hmm. we've been watching a lot of it. So I'm going to be mentioning it a lot. Um, we, we finished it all on Netflix. Yeah. And it's season four that we're missing now. Yeah. Um, so we're not going to spoil anything, but they kind of mentioned how the world is, super complex and Mm -hmm. so like there's repercussions there's unintended consequences to the decisions that we make Mm -hmm. and so yeah it is unfortunate that for me to be able to stay home and still receive the resources that i require that does mean that other people have to do that work Mm -hmm. and that sucks and i feel bad about it Mm -hmm. but like there are there are consequences to everything. <laughs> it's a complex world. I'm sorry. It really <laughs> is. It's we highly recommend watching it. It season one was great. Mm. Um gets a little weird near the end and the beginning of season two. Yeah. There were a lot of moments where I questioned a lot of the writing, mm-hmm. but like kind of all in like most of season three, I was like, okay, I'm starting to understand what they're trying to do now. So yeah. I'm curious what season four is going to be like. Yeah. But yeah. And it's, and it's over now. So we can, yeah, yeah. more media to consume. Um, <laughs> if we can I, find it. Something I do appreciate about that show, and then I'll shut up, is that, uh, <laughs> at least about The Good Place, um, <laughs> is that it, I don't know, it seems like some content is just for entertainment purposes. Yeah. It seems like The Good Place is trying to be both funny mm-hmm. and literally make us better people. The characters in the show are trying to be better people, mm-hmm. but by watching their experiences and learning with them, mm-hmm. we ourselves are becoming better people. We are upholding ourselves to a higher ethical standard. Yeah, because I think what's kind of nice, because there's four main people, I guess mm-hmm. you could technically count michael and janet and that's not ruining anything yeah so like someone can always relate to one of those six somehow yeah or another yeah so it's just a good show maybe one day we should actually like talk about it on the podcast if you want um but anyway but yeah going back to privilege it's like yeah we're we're lucky that we live in america and things are able to shut down and we won't immediately die yeah um Granted, a lot of people have been laid off, and so stuff sucks in that front. Mm -hmm. And the other kind of opposite side of privilege is, like, powerlessness. Like, Mm -hmm. we – there are some things, like, if if I were to lose all of my income streams, like, I don't know what we would do. No. Um, And so – like, yeah, that sucks, and there's no infrastructure in place for that. But, like, everyone else has to deal with that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I acknowledge my lack of privilege in that. Right. I acknowledge that my suffering is real in that front. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone else's suffering who has been laid off 
because of this is real suffering. Mm-hmm. It becomes kind of a domino effect. And we kind of talked about that last night too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yes, I will openly state it. I won't say where I work, sure. but for those of you who know where I've been working, I unfortunately have been laid off. Um, it does suck. I'll put that out there, but I understand. And they're I'm still mad about it. <laughs> I'm mad at the, the situation and like how our company just did, didn't handle it yeah. to the best that they could. Yeah. Um, but we won't get any more into that, right. but essentially like, yeah, it's it's kind of like with my situation with a lot of other people's situations, like we're mm-hmm. being laid off and kind of like what we were talking about. It's like, well, OK, you have a lot of these people that are either getting laid off or their their stores are closed down mm-hmm. and they can't work from home. Yeah. So it's like, how are people going to support themselves? Right. I know there's a lot of talk about, you know, um what is it like renters hmm? um something about like essentially like having it to where you don't have to worry about paying rent on the first sure um Just like a, a suspension a freeze or a mortgage freeze yeah a freeze that. or or if i understand because like the renters have to like you know pay their people so like yeah maybe like cut it in half or something so you have that kind of stuff mm-hmm. But we had talked about like, okay, well, whenever this is all like in the clear and we Mm -hmm. can finally all go back out again, are we even going to have the money Mm -hmm. to like go shop? Re-stimulate the economy. Yeah. And that's kind of the scary thing. It's kind of like, you know, are we going to be able to go buy these kind of luxury items that we want? Or Mm -hmm. like, are some of these businesses going to be able to stay open? Right. You know, it's, it's hard. Should we pursue this train of thought all the way in? I was going to hold off on that until later, but what? should we just pursue like the whole like economy and society and stuff? Because I was going to get to that, but <laughs> I'll, I'll plant a flag there. Okay. Um, Sorry. No, it's okay. We like got there sooner than I thought we would. I mean, but, are we still even talking about privilege at this point anymore? Do you think? Right. Well, that's why I was going to get back <laughs> to like, yeah, well, I was using that to sort of highlight lack of privilege and the things that we don't have and the things that we're Mm. unfortunate that we don't have. Um, But also in that checking our own privilege in that we still can Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you were laid off, but like we're, we're all right for right now. Yes. It sucks. But like. Had a good cry. (laughs) Yeah. Had, had, had the, the phases, if you will. Yeah. But I mean. We're all okay. Yeah. We're both okay. Mm. But if so check back in with us in like a month. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah, you can send us money if you want. Um, but please don't if you right. like need it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's the other thing. It's like. The, we're fine. We're we're good for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, we're lucky in that we can be good for yeah. a little while. Yeah. Um, and so even in some of the worst things happening we can still be all right. And that's a privilege in itself. And we acknowledge that. So we're lucky in that versus the people who live 
very close to us over here, some streets over in Nichols Hills, Mm -hmm. they probably aren't feeling the effects of it at all. I mean, some of them are because there are people who make very terrible financial decisions (laughs) and decide like, oh, I'm just going to get a huge mortgage and live in a huge house, even though I can't really afford it. Right. Um, And so as soon as they get laid off from their job, that indicates that they shouldn't have been living in this giant ass house. Then they're like, oh, crap. Maybe I shouldn't have been flexing to live a lifestyle that I, you know, well, live yeah, within that's... your means is a is a condescending thing that rich people <laughs> say to poor people. But then it's also what uh, people who think they're rich also say to poor people. And then they realize <laughs> that they are also not living within their means. Well, I just had a <laughs> thought because that just kind of made me think about it. It's like... <sighs> I don't know what's going to happen to like the people like over there in Nichols Hills, for example. It's mm-hmm. like, sure, maybe they're fine for right now and they can still keep up with their mortgage and everything. But say like this still goes on for like another six months, if not longer. Mm-hmm. Eventually that money's going to run out because yeah. they don't have their income. Right. And then say they're like, oh, man, I need to do something. Mm-hmm. I need to try and sell stuff or like my house is going to get foreclosed at some point. Right. No one's going to buy that house because no one can afford it. Right, exactly. So they're literally stuck with this house. Yeah. And and that's the <laughs> other kind of backwards thing is that we almost have like a counter perspective in that we don't understand the complexity of the problems. As yeah. Biggie said it, mo money, mo problems. Um, and so it takes a lot more resources and money and energy to be able to maintain these things. Right. And so... Like, cool, you have the income now to have a huge house and a whole bunch of, like, gardens and stuff Mm -hmm. to, like, keep that going. Well, it's like, cool, quarantine, all of your gardeners are going away, all of your housekeepers are going away, Mm -hmm. all of your pool people are going away. Yeah. So. Yeah. What's going to happen to your house? Um, was going to happen to your beautiful gardens and the state of your home and you never actually wash the dishes. And so it's like, those are all problems that we don't have to deal with. No. But like, we also don't have a giant house that requires a whole staff to keep running. No, that reminds me of the most recent live action Cinderella where it's like, as soon as her dad died, it's like they literally couldn't pay the servants. So sent them all off. And that's why Cinderella became the way that she was. Right. And so we I mean, yeah, we, oh, woe is me, rich person. Like, you can't, sure. But, I mean, it is it is real problems. And mm-hmm. it's also, like, it's real problems to the workers themselves because they don't yeah. get that paycheck either. Everyone so, is hurting. Yeah. No um, matter where you are. In a way, like, this whole pandemic is kind of almost putting us on a equal field, right. if you will. Yeah. No, but also... Fuck them, eat the rich. But uh, <laughs> um, at the level of, like, billionaires. Billionaires are not going to see no. any hurt from this. Um, and so, sure, I did a little bit of, like, yeah, maybe your big-ass house doesn't need... Like, yeah, it sucks to have... Yeah, and I'll, I'll sympathize to an extent. Because, again, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. everyone's experience is subjective and so everyone's suffering is real suffering Mm -hmm. 
but also, fuck you, you have a billion dollars. Maybe you should uh, deal with it and cry into your piles of money, goddammit. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> um, Tell us how you will really feel. I'm holding back a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I fooled myself in thinking that I wouldn't put an explicit tag on this podcast. Uh, but no, it definitely does. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, some people aren't going to feel the effects of this. Mm-hmm. And those are the same people that lobbied the government to pass this ridiculous $2 trillion bailout for massive corporations that we've seen before mm-hmm. less than a decade ago. Oh, no, slightly over a decade ago uh, in 2008. But just realize, maybe we would have learned from then what? Well, our president is a former like CEO of right. a big company. Yeah. So, of course, that sounds great to him. Right. Well, we say, quote unquote, see, uh, like former CEO, but he, you know, emoluments clause. He's and a businessman. Yeah. Well, no, I know. But I'm saying that the president of the United States is violating the emoluments clause. And that's what the Democrats should have impeached him on. But anyways, still holding back a little bit. Um, yeah. So we think that it's like, Oh, wisdom about, you know, running the country like a business or something. So yeah, it seems like a good idea, but like also the fact that like the rest of everyone is only going to get a thousand two hundred dollars once. Like that's not gonna, do anything like just once once or like once per month no once oh damn yeah it's not a ubi it's just like here's a check to like hold you over but that's not that's different from the unemployment right yeah unemployment is is a whole other thing and like everyone's i mean the the oklahoma website for unemployment was crashing (laughs) because Mm mm-hmm I mean, literally the day of when I found out, which was last Friday. Yeah, it was Friday. God, (laughs) it hasn't even been a full week and I feel like it's been a month. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think we tried filing for me and literally that day we could not even finish my unemployment because it literally kept crashing so much to the point that we were like, we'll come back to this. I think it was finally Sunday. Yeah, we got it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's. It's been a ride, you know, uh, <laughs> um, but I mean, again, looking at it from all perspectives, mm-hmm. we're also lucky in that we live in a country and state where we like you can apply for unemployment. Yeah. And otherwise, it's just like, well, sucks. No money. Ha ha. Yeah. And, you know, the, the mm-hmm. other thing is that, like money isn't real. I'll get back to that point. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Going back to like, oh, these privileged kids with their YouTubes and their Lamborghinis and um, they, yeah, maybe if they experienced a little bit of the real world, maybe they would get some perspective. You know, they should check their privilege. I don't know what that sound was either. That but, was wind okay. coming through something event of ours. All right. Well, neat. Um <laughs> We're still getting used to this house. Yeah. Um, Okay, so (laughs) going on to fan privilege 
mm-hmm. and how people feel entitled to receiving things from media, even though you're making a face like you're about to say something. So go ahead. Well, I was kind of hoping you would touch on it and maybe we're uh, like stretching out that part of privilege. Okay. This is my podcast. Is it? Um, but I wanted to add one final note before we go to the fan privilege. Okay. Um, so something else I have noticed, um, cause you, you did bring up like these young YouTubers, um, I'll throw in the TikTokers, yeah. Instagram models, whatever. By the way, TikTok is Chinese spyware. <laughs> Just letting you know, like government officials have been told not to get TikTok on their phones because it's spyware. Tight. Yeah. I don't Continue. have it. You don't have it. We're <laughs> fine. Um, no, just... I understand, you know, as time goes on, like, f- fads? Fa- phases? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what you want to call it. But obviously, entertainment was different than it was, like, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. 20 years ago for that. Yeah. Or, like, turn of the century. Um. And while we were looking at the different generations last night, you were saying like this most recent one is kind of like an I generation Mm -hmm. in a way where it's like you and I. Gen Z is the I gen. Yeah. Um, We kind of live or we at least kind of grew up where we didn't have like an iPhone in our hands 24 Mm -hmm. seven. Like we actually went outside and played and got dirty and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, like, I'm a millennial, according to the timeline. You're the generation right after me. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow. I, I think that's still really weird how it, they it's, decided. It's not, like, officially, like, there's no official thing because. So you, you may could, or may not be a millennial. Yeah, we'll just say that. I identify as a millennial. I don't care. Right. Um, but like Age the, isn't real. But the generation before millennials, like, that grew up. Gen it, X. Yeah. That grew up in the 80s. Unless you count zennials. Mm-hmm. Like how they kind of saw the beginning of technology. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I definitely look to my cousins now who mm-hmm. the youngest is like 14 years younger than me. Or older. Or well, younger. younger. I'm oh, yeah, yeah. thinking about the younger ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where they've grown up with, you know, technology in their hands. Right. A lot. And so they're really smart about it. Mm hmm. You know, and that's great. Right. I'm lucky if I can even understand my Mac <laughs> sometimes. Um, it's just a 5200 RPM hard drive. It's just slow. Anyway. Yeah. Um, But like, as I had kind of mentioned in our conversation yesterday, I kind of feel like we set ourselves up for our own failure with these, with this idea of privilege, like, you have the technology in front of you, so mm-hmm. everything comes to you. So immediately these younger, you know, people, like I'm saying 20 and younger for mm-hmm. sure. Um, they definitely feel way more privileged than like you or I do. Right. Especially because of what they were raised up with. Yeah. Always getting the quick, you know, like, give me this. I want this. I need this now. Right. Kind of thing. And then like. They never had to deal with this sound. 
Or the dial-up sound? Yeah, that's that's what it is. Yes! That's somewhat satisfying. I don't know why. In a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yes. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. I never got that far. Anyways. Or like the whole like, hey, get off the internet. I need to use the telephone. Yeah, exactly. Like kids nowadays will never understand that. Ever. Old Be- man shakes fists at cloud. <laughs> right. So I mean like. We already set up that privilege for mm. a lot of these kids. And then the instant like, oh, my God, you're a TikTok model or like this or that, because like these young kids that are already becoming, you know, billionaires just through these apps and whatnot. Millionaires. Let's, let's not give them the B <laughs> yet. Well, they have billions of followers. Certain ones do. I don't think anyone's in the billions. Except for like. I think there is one uh, TikTok girl. Yeah. that does um but she she's actually trying to promote stuff okay well there's charlie no for us. something i don't <laughs> i'm not a tiktok person but like she actually tries to promote good stuff but then like you have like the e-boys and the e-girls and it's just mm. like ugh, like why mm. so i don't know there there's pros and cons to it like right i think how you use it for one thing but then like the attitude behind it yeah like i'm i'm not bashing anyone who does have like a tiktok or i am uh, or anything because some of it's for fun because we do have friends that have it and they like do what it, you like <laughs> yes and they do you know fun cosplay stuff on there and that's fine and i think really that's good. fine it's yeah really good. what they do is really good yeah <laughs> but then like i see again the kids that are like younger than 20 that are getting mm-hmm. all these deals for doing like really questionable stuff mm. i'm like why yeah there's like so the, many uh, there's like it was just a prank bro phase as mm. well um if you ever question like some of the the stuff that's on tiktok um curtis connor k yeah. curtis connor he like he's a commentator on tiktoks yeah, yeah. oh my god <clears throat> it's just, it's bad but anyway i just wanted to dive into that because like again that's where right. I think a lot of like the younger privilege come in. Right. And the other part too is that like these people are able to like if they have rich parents, mm-hmm. they have the time and resources to create content that ugh, um content creator. That's what I'm doing right now. Um Well, everyone is a quote unquote um Oh my god, I just lost it. What? Um not entertainer. Um, oh, uh, um, uh, influencer. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, it starts. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't look to me to be an influencer, man. I just, like I just said, like what you like. Mm-hmm. Um, but people are able to reach these points to mm-hmm. because they have the time to do that. Yeah. And futz with the algorithm and be like hey if i try this if i Mm -hmm. uh play with a baby tiger on camera or something that'll get a lot of hits hey the other show that we've been watching don't even get me started with half that stuff on that yeah um but like there are things that people can do to like generate more hits Mm -hmm. and like there's a privilege in that because 
sometimes people get lucky or sometimes people are able to like have bots swarm the thing and well, people also pay pump the bots. numbers. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's also that. So nothing is real. Everything is a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the last point on privileged rich kids? For the moment, I mean, and all that junk. I could talk about like all sorts of like social media crap because like I went down a rabbit hole for like a while and I'm just like, but anyway, let's get into the fan privilege. privilege. Um, Because, yeah, I've been devoted to this thing for a long time. Therefore, (laughs) you owe me this. Um, Yep. And that's just not. That's it's not just okay. not true. Yeah, well, so, I mean, okay, like we mentioned, uh, Adam Driver getting death threats because Rise of Skywalker sucks. Not only him, his wife and, and his newborn kids. kid yeah. were yeah. getting threats Yeah, because he is an actor who is literally doing his job mm-hmm. of what directors, producers, and screenwriters told him to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you met this man? Have you heard his stories about stuff? Leave him alone. Yeah, but leave all of his them entire alone. universe doesn't exist to me. All that he is is a piece of media to me, and I must abuse him because he did not media correctly to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I think, what was it? It was in a video. Oh, um kind of goes back a little bit but so jake paul for jake paul forget this guy but there was a video where he leaked his address a whole bunch of like people swarmed the house including Mm -hmm. these kids there was literally mom caught on camera Mm -hmm. or like you heard her say like you owe it to these kids they made you famous like you should like talk to them or be like hang out with them or something because of them Mm. you're famous Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay sure in a way someone becomes famous because of like the fans or whatnot but i guess at the end of the day like sometimes i feel like no one owes anyone anything yeah someone made a thing other people watched it yeah because of that, that someone gets money through ad revenue. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's you're the one who watched it. Yeah. You didn't give him money unless you did. And then it's like, well, cool. You got the thing that you paid me money for. Yeah. That's it. That's the transaction. That's what we agreed to. Right. Um. So, I mean, you go to the car mechanic and say this thing is broken fix the thing Mm -hmm. you pay them and they fix the thing that's it there's nothing else there (laughs) sure um you can put more there and be like hey this guy like did the work really good Mm -hmm. go to that guy yeah um but otherwise like there's not anything else really expected so it's it's not like oh you owe it to these kids they made you famous it's like no you you watched it. That's what I gave you. Yeah. Or like. Same with music. Yeah. Same with 
art, same with everything else. Mm-hmm. It's not. And then there's the other like counter theory of like analyzing who the art belongs to, which mm-hmm. is like as soon as it's put out, it no longer belongs to the artist. Right. Um, which, yeah, I guess. Like, <laughs> um, if you want to interpret like one of my songs or one of someone else's songs in a way that I did not intend it to be interpreted. That's like, that's your song. But at the same time, I still don't owe you anything. Mm -hmm. If you see me in public and you're like, Hey, this is what that song means to me. And I'm like, cool. Mm -hmm. That's it. I'm not going to like explain the song to you if I don't have to. Right. Or if my song doesn't meet what you got out of it i don't owe that to you either right just because our stories don't line up doesn't mean whatever and and that (laughs) happens a lot with different artists that like hey you said this thing in this song well i actually didn't so why are you suing me um (laughs) (laughs) right yeah um but like we're not owed anything by these content creators Mm-mm. again that word is terrible coming out of my mouth um it's just they made a thing mm-hmm. and you consumed it yeah you can request something from them and yeah some content creators will be like what do you guys think i should do next or like right. vote what i should do or like Phil DeFranco, like, what is your take on this? Mm-hmm. Like, that's probably the most interaction. I think, ooh, the fan to, con- like, creator, in yeah, a way. Yeah. Um, but that's if they want to establish that relationship. Yeah. But, like, you know, consent to all that junk. Yeah. <laughs> we have to remember that at the end of the day, like, just because, like, they're celebrities or... They're public figures, I should say, more so. They're still people at the end of it. Uh, Someone can mean a lot to you, Mm -hmm. but that does not mean that they belong to you. No, no, Um, no, no. And so, yeah, whatever it is that they want to create with this, like with their own creativity, they will do what they want to with it. And if they decide to try and bend to the whim of the fan then as we will see they'll make worse movies star wars (laughs) um so i mean they could have just made the story that they wanted to but instead they were like but the people won't be happy and as it turned out the people weren't happy anyways well no and we were mentioning this to each other earlier how star wars is credit the the last three episodes or Mm -hmm. the last trilogy if you will where they try doing something new while still resorting to nostalgia Mm -hmm. so not being a hundred percent original and it kind of still all blew up in their faces you did have people that did like certain episodes over others or like you know, some of the actors didn't really agree with like how characters were done or whatever. It's it's hard, you know, like mm-hmm. damned if you do, damned if you don't. In right. a way, 
is what I'm slowly discovering. Yeah. Well, in my humble opinion, which nobody has to care about if they want to, but mm. I'll just say it to make people angry. Last Jedi is the best Star Wars movie of the newer theor- newer trilogy. Mm-hmm. No, rewatching it, I, it. I, I really did enjoy it. Yeah. Like, I've seen it now twice, which, yes, my opinion probably doesn't matter to a lot of hardcore fans, and that's fine. Like, yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think there were a lot of really good elements yeah. that were there. Casino stuff is garbage. Everyone knows that, but, you know. Yeah, that was just the only awkward part. But other mm-hmm. than that, it made sense, and... You know, for probably a good week or two after uh, Rise of Skywalker, you know, like we looked into stuff. Megan mm-hmm. and I looked into stuff. We've had discussions. It's out there that there could have been an alternate movie altogether. And that made way more sense. Yeah. But they didn't do it. Yeah. Because either fan servicing mm-hmm. or fans just complained about it enough that they were like, no, we want to go this route or just creative differences. There's, there's a lot out there. Right. So you also technically had like three different directors Mm -hmm. that could have been a part of this last trilogy. Yeah. But again, (laughs) they don't owe you anything. No. Um, and in them trying to give you the, the, collective you that is star wars fans by them trying to give you this thing in the way that you wanted it Mm -hmm. it was worse i mean star wars fans i know will never be truly happy because like i get it they're always gonna say episodes four through six are the best because they came out first granted it set the bar i get it Mm. we wanted prequels to understand you know a villain backstory i love a good villain like origin story joker was great yeah um whether you believe that was the actual joker or not that's a debate it's outside the universe right um but the whole we had the fantasy with the original three we had the more political side with the prequels and then And racist. Don't forget, it was racist. The prequels. They were? Uh, Watto was a caricature of this weird Italian man, and then all of the other aliens were just kind of shoo-ins for different races. Mm, because, that's right. Yeah. But, you know. I'm I'm still kind of new to... I love ruining to... things. <laughs> I'm still semi-new to Star Wars. Yeah, that's we, right. But anyway, I, I felt the last three kind of did well in balancing the original three if you will i i thought it captured it in a Mm. nice way i think we're spending too much time in star wars but finish your thought (laughs) (laughs) um and yes a lot of people did say like oh it's just this episode reflected in this one or like nothing's original it's basically taking the same plot blah 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 Mm -hmm. No one's happy, and that's where, like, the fan privilege comes into play and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long you're wanting to go, but there is, like, another fan privilege yeah, no, that we've talked about many times before that yeah. I want to bring up. Legend of Korra. Yeah. I will say this. Hopefully by now a lot of you have seen it or are aware of how 
the series ended with Legend of Korra, the whole sequel to Avatar Last Airbender. Um, spoilers ahead, but... But also just, like, pause it and watch it. Because it's, like... It is actually Even if pretty... we're going to, like, talk crap about Legend of Korra, like, all of Last Airbender is wonderful. All of Legend of Korra is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Do it. Right. Um, so at the end, you had the two main female characters end mm. up with each other. Spoiler. Great. Great. I think that's awesome. Like now that it's been years and everything. Fine. I'm glad that they took that risk, quote unquote. Um, from what Brian mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't like the response he had mm-hmm. to the fans but also at the same time, it is because of the fans, everything happened that the way that it did. Yeah. A uh, little bit back history. Legend Korra should have should have and was originally only supposed to be one season. Mm-hmm. Season one was fantastic. They took their sweet time. They didn't realize how much of a hit it was. And then the creators were like, crap, we need to make more. They made three more seasons. Season and two. Them. Yeah, season two was probably definitely the worst one. It was very cliche. Um, Seasons three and four were a lot better. Mm -hmm. They continued talking about, well, not really talking about, but having villains that definitely represented different things. Yeah, each villain was kind of a uh, reflection of uh, ideologues from real world villains. Yeah. So, and it was really nice because you had kind of the feudal-ish era Mm-hmm. of last airbender going into industrial modern ish mm-hmm. turn of the century with Korra. Very people cool. always do that. I <laughs> think it's interesting. Um, and this was fable three was made worse because of that. <laughs> um, and I will still say at the time I thought it was still really weird how they set everything up and you know, they had said like, oh, all the signs were there if you just look hard enough. And like, sure. Yeah, but-, but like at the same time, I didn't believe it nearly as much because at the same time, you know, we had one of our friends move to another con- or country um, state. Mm. We were writing back and forth a lot, like mm-hmm. all of us girls to her. Mm. And. In Legend of Korra, that was also happening between Korra and Asami. And mm-hmm. apparently, that's the only thing where it's like, oh, they're soulmates. Oh, they love each other. It's mm-hmm. like, I never got anything that expressed a romantic mm-hmm. relationship between the two of them. I felt more friendship. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I ever got from them was like, they technically dated the same guy, mm-hmm. broke no, they, it off. They did date the same guy. Yeah. And then they were like, Forget everything. We suddenly love each other. It's like I never got that buildup that I wanted if they wanted that to really be a thing. Right. Well, with the thing that you said earlier about like, well, all of the signs are there if you look hard enough. Mm-hmm. The same thing happened in season one whenever we were like, we are 112% <laughs> sure that Amon is Aang. Mm-hmm. This is how it could happen. <laughs> this is like these are the things in the extended lore where we can rationalize this thing. Yeah. And then like what it ended up being, it's like it's just new characters. Yeah. Hey, look, we can have new characters. 
No, and I'm glad that <laughs> it ended up being a new character. Like, again, my mentality of where I was when this all came out is far different than where I am now. Mm. And we've talked about this where I understand why Mike and Brian didn't want to resort to nostalgia Mm-hmm. with this new series they wanted it to be its own thing without resorting to the other characters mm-hmm. we only really saw katara as an old lady mm-hmm. obviously ang was dead in mm-hmm. order for Korra to be alive lots of flashbacks yeah we got those and we didn't really Sokka. get yeah rip Sokka. um and we saw a little bit of Toph, and that was kind in of se- it yeah well in season one mm-hmm. um but then we saw Zuko and Toph more later. Um, but like at the end of it, when you really do think about it, the fans were what pushed the mm. show to continue on. So that became the fan service. That became the fan privilege. With I, a worse result. Yeah. We're trying to. Yeah. it, And this kind of bleeds into another series that that same animation studio does. Mm-hmm. Voltron, Mm -hmm. which you and I were pretty heavily involved into the series for first three seasons, I think. Yeah, somewhere around there. And And it just became hot garbage and we just, yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it it almost seemed like the plot just didn't know where it was going anymore. And by now, we're kind of used to seeing a lot of fans like taking, taking certain characters and just like being obnoxiously loud about a couple and i get it ship whoever you want but mm-hmm. like there's there's a point where i'm like okay i support you with who you like it's not my t- cup of tea or i don't really care for that but like when it's constantly rubbed in my face a lot mm. or just like taken so much that literally even the animators purposely made sure mm. to keep the characters away from each other that's what i'm like you're going too far. Mm. That's so a big one in Voltron was Keith and Lance. Mm. Fine, whatever. They they kind of have that weird, like, if you will, sexual ten, like tension between the two, whatever. I don't call it sexual, but sure. That's what a lot of people will say. Um, it literally took them, the animators later, to decide we're just not going to have them in the same frames mm-hmm. because they wanted to <clears throat> avoid that. Mm. That's how bad it was getting. Mm. And I know it's like that for other fandoms too, you know, and sometimes, you know, it's two males, two females, guy, girl, whatever. That's when I do start having a problem where it's disrupting so much. Like I know, and all of us in our friend group, we've gotten so discouraged by certain shows because of like how outrageous some fans can be mm-hmm. yeah like um, again if you love a couple together go for it i don't care like who they are but if it's just we're no i mean i i wasn't even gonna like talk about the ship thing i was thinking of uh hmm. just rick and morty rick and morty fans are just like hot garbage most of the time and so i mean it's like that has nothing to do with shipping or anything it's just true. like Rick and Morty fans are straight up garbage <laughs> and it makes me feel guilty about enjoying a really good show mm-hmm. that like, I mean, oh have crap, you... no. Yeah, I really like 
Rick and Morty. Well, I know you liked it like when it first kind of came out. Have you watched any other episodes? I haven't watched the most recent season. But oh, okay. I really like Rick and Morty. It's a good show. <laughs> um, I can't get past Rick at all. That's fine. But like, <laughs> it's a good show and garbage people made it feel like a garbage show. And yeah. so I don't really feel like watching it. Um, so, I mean, and that same thing goes with like Steven Universe and all all of the other stuff. I, I'm completely lost with Steven Universe. Yeah. Like, I think that was also another example where like the fans were just getting so crazy that it was just like, okay, like, please calm down. Like we may eventually get to that or mm-hmm. like it's, it's just getting too much. And like, I understand these creators want to give something to the people that make them happy. Cause mm-hmm. yes, it is a cycle that whole, like, because of them, it makes you popular or mm-hmm. makes you famous or rich, whatever. <clears throat> It's all a cycle. We kind of end up meeting each other, but I think it needs to become a balance of where it's like you respect the creators, Mm -hmm. but also the creators need to learn. Don't lose sight of like what your original intent was. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't cave in necessarily to fan, fan privilege, fan, fan service. But at the same time, um, and I can say this for, like say Marvel, for example, Mm. um, again, with like the Tom Holland thing, like a lot of people wanted to keep him around for Spider-Man because let's face facts. He is probably one of the best ones that we've had. Yes. uh, Live action. Mm -hmm. Um, he has so much heart and soul for the character that he's put so much effort into it and Mm -hmm. he wants to keep doing it. And I think that's fantastic. And Mm -hmm. he's fought for it, but thinking to like the other ones Mm -hmm. you have so many long-term comic book fans that are like this is what probably should have happened in the movie or like it'd be interesting to see this or see that Mm -hmm. it's like i always say if you're a creator listen to your fans Mm -hmm. don't cave in but listen to them to be like oh that makes sense Mm -hmm. like you're bringing up a very valid thing Mm -hmm. that actually happened or something that sounds a lot better than what we're coming up with let's do that yeah so i've been doing this podcast for a while and one of the questions that i've been asking for a while Mm -hmm. is uh what is selling out is there such a thing as selling out Mm -hmm. um and usually the answer tends to be betraying your own values and ideals Mm -hmm. in order to make money right or reach quote-unquote success Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of what that is is uh when a creator caves to the rabid privileged fans that think that they're owed this Mm -hmm. a worse product comes out right um a perfect example of someone who did not do that Alex Hirsch. Yeah. Gravity Falls is a perfect, wonderful entity, and <laughs> it was exactly what it needed to be, and leave it there because it's great. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, also, Over the Garden Wall. That's another one that, like, yes, was its own thing, and it's solid, and that's exactly what it needs to be, and that's it. Yeah. Um, Sometimes you don't need stuff to be, like, 
seasons upon seasons long. Yes. Like, I think Cora would have been fine just being the single season. And mm. like, yeah, you would have had like tons of fans being like, we want more. We want more. It's like, just hold your ground and be like, no, we're going to keep it at this mm. or like move on to something else yeah. that doesn't involve like those characters anymore. They That's also Michael DiMartino was like, all right, I'm going to write a book series, mm-hmm. which I still need to read. I had the first book, yeah. <laughs> but like, well, I think I might have to look it up. I could be wrong. I think he went on to doing another show. I'm not sure. Dragon Quest. I'm <laughs> not like Dragon Quest. It's not it's Dragon Quest. Like one of those Dragon Tales. Ones. Dragon yeah, Prince. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. Something like that. Um, I think he's a part of that. I could be very, very wrong. Know. It's but the same anyway. studio though. <laughs> um, um, but there's a thing that I wanted to get to. What's up? Um, unless have you finished that thought? Or were you just going to open up another thing? Cause I don't know now. Thoughts are, okay. <laughs> um, I was getting back to like, yeah, we were talking about media and all that stuff. Hmm. Um, and kind of getting back to the privilege thing. But then also I want to do a kind of zoom out thing. I had a little bit of this with my podcast with Dylan uh, when we talked about Andrew Yang. Hmm. But... I think that kind of zooming out a bit more to what our culture is Hmm. in America Mm -hmm. is that we worship the individual, uh, the Ubermensch, as I described it, Mm -hmm. um, or as Nisha described it, um, that, and then all of the like objectivist Randian type stuff, uh, with like hey the individual is the the super person and they are the ones that are going to pull us out of this thing it's why we love watching superhero movies it's why we get so engrossed in these shows and engrossed with these characters Mm -hmm. and it's a reflection of our society that instead of coming together as a community we put all of our hopes into a ubermensch a superman to help us a beacon if you will uh yeah and that's just not so i mean first i need to back that up and (laughs) say okay well cool we yeah we worship superheroes yeah uh we worship fictional superheroes in avengers and marvel movies and all that stuff Mm -hmm. uh but we also worship real quote-unquote superheroes Mm -hmm. um like tech giants Elon Musk mm-hmm. and, you know, Steve Jobs. How many freaking Steve Jobs documentaries are there? <laughs> um, to an extent, Mark Zuckerberg, although he's now a villain. Um, and the guy who played Mark Zuckerberg became a villain in a superhero movie. So it's uh, <laughs> very true. Um, and so we. Sorry, also not a great villain. What? I think he too. was a great villain. He just wasn't a great Lex Luthor. No. He was basically Joker. Yeah, and that's fine. But he, I think his that villain was very interesting. Yeah, just um, not Lex Luthor. It just wasn't Lex Luthor. But um, regardless, we worship these superheroes in real life, and like to some extent, uh, you know, Bill Gates, but then also like Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, and you don't worship Donald Trump. 
No. But there are many people who do worship Donald Trump and say, God put Donald Trump in the presidency so that he could <clears throat> save us all from the gays um, and all that junk. Uh, so, <laughs> um, and so we, we do kind of, we're not going to do it ourselves because there's this super man that's going to come in and save us all. Right. And he's going to give us the money that we need. He's going to stop all of the villains in China and like to solve all of our problems. Right. <clears throat> um but if you look at the difference in content with like Japan, Japan uh oh man, I can't remember who was who hmm. it was that did a video. It might have been Wisecrack. Hmm. Um but they talked about how like Japan has this propaganda about like everyone work together so that we can make the world a better place. And if you watch a lot of anime, that's the core message mm -hmm. in anime. Mm -hmm. If you watch my hero, it's like, Hey, yeah, I myself am a superhero, but all of these superheroes with different powers and abilities are coming together to make the world a better place. And we can all defeat mm -hmm. the villains mm -hmm. rather than, I myself am the great person and I will defeat everyone. Everyone else just back off because I got this. Right. And that's kind of what <clears throat> happened with All Might. But then, like, there are problems with that anyways. Right. Um, well, it becomes the whole, like, well, who's their superhero? Who's the one will help them with all their problems? Right. Um, and so what it comes down to is, like, hey, if we all come together as a community, we all can progress. Right. Um, and so that creates a different culture in Japan and in uh, China has a similar thing where it's all a monoculture and everyone like we can see this in the response to the coronavirus. Um, Japan and China have been able to reduce greatly the number of cases and the number of deaths. Mm -hmm. uh, one, because they have slightly more powerful uh, China has a more powerful government because they are able to just be an authoritarian and be like, everyone go home or else. Right. Um, if the U.S. government were to do that, um, there would be armed revolution from all of the uh, apocalypse preparers who have well, yeah. all of their stocks of ammunition. Well, and kind of getting slightly political in a way like it does work over like in japan or in china because like yes how everything is run there they do the people will do what they're told to do to mm -hmm. an extent obviously yeah. whereas here americans definitely like to push the buttons or poke the bear mm. as much as you can so like now we're finally being told like hey like what we have a curfew here now where it's like mm -hmm. you must be home by like 11 or I like inside so. yeah, yeah. by 11 or like we're just now also getting told like if you fake cough in someone yeah like you're gonna be charged for terrorism yeah like we're just terrorism yeah we're just now getting that many months later yeah but like how dare they step on my first amendment rights yeah that's like the thing. It's kind of like here in America we're it's like yeah. a lot of like we have these certain things. And as soon as like 
it's kind of being taken away from us. We mm. start rebelling against it. Yeah. But like it's we have too much pride, too much. A little bit of everything. In American a way. exceptionalism, the belief that America is unlike anything else and we will prevail and we will be greater than anything else. Mm-hmm. But also racism. Play Bioshock Infinite. Um, and yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, well, on the other side, too, is like Japan was able to do that not through an authoritarian government, but through a monoculture. And so they were able to be like, hey, socially, mm-hmm. if you go out, you're a bad person. And yeah. we will like socially make note of that and make you feel bad about it. Right. And so, like, socially in Japan, they're able to be like, hey, don't do that. Well, like, I feel like we could do that even here in America, but like... No one cares. Well, exactly. That's the thing. It's like, um, was it your teacher or one of your friends where they were saying like, I used to like say under my breath, like, wash your hands. But now it's like, he will be like, freaking wash your hands in the bathroom, Um, like a public bathroom. It's like, I feel like we could still try that and just be like, hey, freaking wash your hands. You're in the bathroom or you just use the bathroom. Yeah. You're going to spread per- this shit. Well, yeah, but like said person you like, quote unquote, yelled at, they'll be like, you can't tell me what to do. Right. And it's like, all right, well, fucking. You just end up having two dogs just barking at each other. Yeah. Um, and nothing gets solved. Yeah. That's like the issue. One of the main issues we have here. Mm. And so like no one. Privilege. <laughs> right. And and that is a, <laughs> the privilege of like, you can't tell me what to do. And so it's like, yeah, sure. We enjoy poking the bear because it worked with Great Britain. Mm-hmm. But. The bear in this instance is a virus that will kill old people. Mm-hmm. And well, definitely old people, but like no one's immune and to it. Young people. Yeah. Uh, kids are pretty immune to it. Um, well, I mean, like, again, going back to the spring breakers that we kept hearing about. Right. I'm invincible. Yeah. It, it still goes back to the whole like, I understand like what my parents were saying that. Oh, you're a teenager. You think you're invincible of everything. It's like, you're really not. Mm. It just comes down to the experience that we each have, Mm. you know? Yeah. That's what it boils down to. And so, yeah, I can easily say when I was that young, Mm -hmm. I was definitely in a different mindset than I am now. And I'm going to have a different mindset like 10 years from now, even two years from now. And so what this comes down to, hey, go in full circle because I'm about to start wrapping it up, um, (laughs) is that check your privilege yeah um like oh okay well you can't tell me whether or not i should wash my hands it was like well actually Mm -hmm. if like literally every medical professional is telling you to wash your hands for 20 seconds Mm -hmm. then uh they know a little bit more about this than you do i don't know if you know how like microbiology works but they do yeah and uh so they kind of have the authority on that front Mm -hmm. so maybe you should Stay home yeah. and wash your goddamn hands. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's plenty of non-medical people that are out there. I think I remember seeing a video go around like, I I just remember being like, why is this person putting Nutella on their hands? But they were proving a point like the Nutella represents the germs mm-hmm. and like how much stuff you really touch mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah. And there's, I think, literally a movie called Pandemic mm-hmm. that Gwyneth Paltrow's in. And it talks about the spread of stuff. Okay. Well, yeah. I saw one where a guy talked about, like, imagine that everything is covered in glitter. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And if that glitter is on your hands still, then it's still there. So, like, 
and glitter is friggin hard to get rid of exactly so wash also, your hands biohazardous <laughs> yeah yeah uh those poor fish yep. um that we eat yeah so i mean full circle yeah just think you have glitter on your hands and then try and get that freaking glitter off um but i mean yeah these people know a little bit more about this than you do mm-hmm. trust in that because it's it looks as though i don't want to make any bold assumptions here but i'm catching some wind that the president is an idiot <laughs> I might have to check my sources on that. But maybe if I, you know, relook at the evidence and have this hypothesis as maybe the president is an idiot. I think the evidence might line up to prove that to be true. How long do we have till Easter? Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter because the thing still got extended to the end of April. So he was already wrong. But. You know, hey, look, you know, some evidence that might seem to indicate mm-hmm. that the president is an idiot. He's literally the kid that you knew in school that had a presentation and didn't prepare for it until literally 20 minutes before class. Yeah. That's what he is. But the kid is funny and he'll like get away with it. Funny enough. Right. But to that's most people, not everyone. Right, right. Yeah, no. I mean, I'll, I'll concede Donald Trump is pretty hilarious at times. I won't so, even say that. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, there's there's <laughs> some funny shit. And, like, regardless of if this is a point that Joe Rogan makes, but, like, he says some funny shit. And, yeah, like, you don't have to agree with it because I'll, I'll still laugh. Um, but, I mean, yeah, we live in the worst simulation. It's great. It's awful. Yeah. Um, so, I mean... All right, to wrap up the thing that I've been saying this whole time, check check your privilege, if I can say that sentence correctly. Uh, be a little humble. Put yourself in other people's shoes. Uh, yeah, be kind. Mm-hmm. We're all going through this together. This pandemic doesn't care your age, your status, anything. Yeah. If it's- you can't breathe, you will not live. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) just be a gosh dang human and take care of yourself. Yeah. And take care of others by taking care of yourself. Love thy neighbor the way that you want them to love you. Yeah. I butchered that verse, but that's fine. (laughs) We all know what it means. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for doing this with me. Of course. My wife. Uh. Where... Can people find you and your things? Uh, you can find me primarily on Instagram. I don't have a lot up right now, but times have changed. Maybe stuff will start showing up on there. So you can find me at Sable Ann underscore creations on Instagram, or you can find anything of mine at sableann.com. Yep. And yeah. Cool. Yeah, she does cool art stuff, and hopefully newer cool art stuff will start to happen. Hopefully. We got some ideas. Yeah. Um, and again, thank you for doing this with me. Of I course. love you. I love you. <laughs> uh, 
Where can we find you? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Santiago Ramones. I'm Sable. You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music. Uh, there is all of my composer stuff, uh, which you can actually go like SantiagoRamones.com slash machinations to see some of that cool stuff. Or just if you go slash music, then there's like all of the everything, uh, including the stuff that's on my SoundCloud, which is more like electronic composer type stuff. And then there's my singer-songwriter stuff that's on Bandcamp and the stuff that I do with PowerCycle. I recently did a live stream um, where basically I did 30 minutes of improvisation in making music, uh, which ended up just being some drums and a bass line. And then that was sent to Jonathan, a member of PowerCycle, and he is going to do a stream and he will make stuff for 30 minutes and then that will be sent to Breck and then he will make stuff for 30 minutes on top of that. And then we'll <laughs> do that cycle one more time and look, hey, we can do remote collaboration without having to see each other and spread the virus because, hey, look at all the stuff that we talked about earlier. Um, <laughs> and yeah, you can find all of the power cycle stuff like at power cycle music on the social medias, um, or infinitonemusic.com slash power cycle. And Hey, or, don't yeah. you guys have an album? Hey, we do have an album that came out recently. Thanks for mentioning it. <laughs> uh, it's called too many damn cables. It's streaming everywhere. I think it's pretty neat. It's all improvised music, and I think it's kind of neat that we were able to make cool stuff right off the cuff. That's pretty neat. That is neat. Uh, yeah, I was on my podcast. I mean, more times can we say neat? Uh, I at every podcast, my three things they shape my life philosophy. Those three things are neat, neat, neat. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong. Bye.